Bank Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. What's going on, Dodgers Nation? Doug McCain here. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And as always, I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Clint Pacias. You can follow him at RealFRG. What's going on, Clint? I am sitting here ready for some dim Dodger postseason baseball. We got to wait five days as of the time of recording this, and that's annoying, and that sucks a load of butts, but... We got some good uh, wild card games happening right now, so I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Baseball, you're the best. Postseason is here. I'm like <laughs> Michael Scott in the office. I'm ready to get hurt again, right? I mean, the baseball electricity is in the air. We're here watching the wild card games, but lots to talk about with your Los Angeles Dodgers because it's been a historic season for LA. 111 wins. That's the most in the National League since the 1906 Cubs. The best winning percentage since the 1889 Super Bowls at 625. But guess what, Clint? That all means nothing now. Throughout the records, it's all about what the Dodgers do in the postseason season and right now the big talk is about the Dodgers postseason roster because yes this team has a lot of depth yes there's certain positions and players where of course it's a lock but on the margins there on the fringes there are some players to debate and today we're talking about the Dodgers rotation and the Dodgers bullpen but uh, we're going to jump right into it so the way we're going to do this is we're going to break down all these pitchers and we're going to go through the locks and if you have any objections with any of these locks I want to get your thoughts and some of these we're going to debate but but of course, Julio Urias, he's going to be the Dodgers game one starter. Dave Definitely. Roberts said recently that, oh, it depends on who has the best chance to come back later in the series and help this team. Maybe leaving the window open for Julio to come out in a bullpen role. But we know that is a complete smokescreen. That's all gamesmanship by Dave Roberts. What are your yeah. thoughts on Doc trying to like play both sides there? Dave's doing what Dave always does. He's going to say a bunch of words to, I mean, it's partial gamesmanship, but it's really like, hey, man, uh, I'm not going to tell people ahead of time. I don't think anybody in the Mets or Padre series right now really cares about what the Dodgers are doing game one. Everybody in the world knows Julio's starting game one. He's your ace. Dave has called him the ace of this staff this year. He's put together an ace quality, a Cy Young quality campaign in 2022. He's your guy. He's also not old man Kershaw, who's had a great year. But guess what? Kershaw is not the type of dude that you should be throwing out on short rest ever again in the postseason. 20 things went well. His 2020 postseason went well because he was healthy, because they didn't throw him on three days rest, four days rest. Julio, still young, relatively low mileage he's the right guy to be starting game one at game five if needed and hopefully you're able to set yourself um you know for the nlcs getting far ahead there but i like what doc did because he doc did what doc does he says things for the sake of just saying words man it's great yeah i'm fluent in doc and <laughs> yeah that's exactly what he was trying to do and julio he's earned it he deserves it a 127 el rate in his last 14 starts yes the home run ball has been a little bit of an issue for julio but of his last 14 home runs he's allowed nine of them have been solo shots so as long as it's of the solo shot variety julio urias is going to be just fine I have all the confidence in the world in the urias he is going to be your game one starter then as far as game two you're going claim kershaw yeah. kershaw last seven starts a microscopic 154 ERA he's looked fantastic since returning from the yeah. injury how do what are your thoughts on Kershaw right now 
This is this is a great great version of Clayton Kershaw we're seeing right now. He's he's feeling confident in all of his pitches. He's throwing him as he wants, where he wants, when he needs to. Um, he's spoken recently about this is the best he's felt like come postseason time in a while. His back injury happened really at the right time or right times of the season. Obviously, early on in the season, he had the hip thing. Then it became the lower back the thing that happened in San Francisco. But really, it bought him time. They obviously didn't lose very much with Kershaw out of the rotation. You have 111 wins. You don't need uh, or you, you're perfectly fine with the depth that you have. Sure, it's not a bunch of like frontline aces, but they're able to withstand not having Kershaw for a month to make sure he's able to uh, get right for this final month. And you plug him in as your number two starter, your game two starter. That is that is just a really, really good. Sure, you'd love to see it be Walker Bueller. This these are the cards were dealt and it's a good deck. You know, you got you got pocket kings right here. Yeah, absolutely. You got a Urias and a King Kirsch. Yeah. So well, that's twenty one. I'm not going to hit on twenty one, but I, I I also agree with that as well. <laughs> look, the, the thing about like you guys know, I'm a devout Kirschian. I'm a believer in Kirschianity. Kershaw was oh. was made on the eighth day, but I haven't felt this good about Kershaw since 2020. In 2020, he was outstanding for the Dodgers, and a lot of the reason for that in the postseason was the fact that he had so much gas left in the tank. He had so many bullets in the chamber, and if you look at the innings pitch that season, 58 in the thirds, and he came through in the postseason. He had the big 13 punch out game against the Brewers. As a whole, a 2.93 ERA for the postseason, a sub two ERA in the World Series. And this year, I just think it's so amazing that after all these years, you can really make the case that Kershaw is still the Dodgers' best pitcher. Because because when you look at the swing and miss, you mentioned the command. The command is right. The feel for the slider is there. Mm -hmm. For Kershaw, it's live low, live long, avoid yeah. the home run balls. Also, you see how confident he is in that curveball, in that Cooperstown curveball. And I think the fact that that shows how good he's feeling physically. So I'm feeling great about Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. You got... You got a nice two-headed monster there with Julio and Kurtz going in games one and two. And then it starts to get interesting for game three because you got Tyler, the outs creator, Tyler Anderson, the best con one of the best contracts in Major League Baseball this season. Mm -hmm. A lot of people talk about Aaron Judge's bet-on-yourself contract. But how yeah. about Tyler Anderson? <laughs> $8 million this season. He's probably going to get that qualifying offer most likely at $19 million. How are you feeling about T.A. heading into the postseason? Postseason is a different story. I, I do agree with the the kind of low. I mean, they, there's rumblings in the organizations as in the organization. There's rumblings around baseball. You know, you need to have strikeout stuff in the postseason. You don't you don't feel as confident against playing against some of the other, you know, the best teams in the game with a pitch to contact with a feel change up guy being your number three guy i'm assuming in this situation since we're talking about him third i don't think he's starting game three i think that's uh tony gonson but we'll talk more on him in a minute all that said i feel you gotta feel good about this dude he's riding high uh you know his final start <laughs> i'm sure you saw the competition brewing between him and clayton kershaw i heard about it where they were both uh, trying to best each other in strikeouts and and you know uh, um, TA went out you know he, he effed around and, and decided to go strike out 10 just because he wanted to make sure he was able to strike out more batters than Kershaw in like 50 more innings or whatever so it's kind of funny but he can 
Like he's proven he can go for the cake and go for the punch, as Dave likes to say, when he needs to. But he's in a really good spot. I mean, the confidence has to be at an all-time high for a dude who major league all-star, national league all-star this year, uh, best ERA, best winning percentage, most wins of his career. How could you not feel good? Plus, by the way, you're pitching for the Los Angeles Dodgers, a team that's highly favored to win in this world series. You got good question mark defense behind you and you have uh, an elite top five in your lineup. You got to feel good. If you're TA, where are you feeling on, on uh, Tyler, the outs creator? I'm feeling really good. You mentioned a career high 10 strikeouts. You saw him generate the swing and miss. And that really was my issue for the last month is Mm -hmm. you saw that whiff rate go down. You didn't see him miss as many bats, but I have all the confidence in the world. I mean, you talk about that change up the vertical movement it has. It almost reminds me of what Rich Hill was able to do for this rotation, the postseason. a guy that doesn't rely on high velocity, just goes out there and gets the job done. He pitches well with the game on the line. Also has a lot of incentive to pitch well, knowing that he's going to be a free agent. If you had to pick between him and Tony Gonson right now, Anderson's going to give you the innings. He's going to eat those innings. I have a lot of confidence in him. Yes, of course, it's an unknown. You don't know how guys are going to perform in the postseason. Like I said, it's like the difference between a strong cup of of coffee and a four loco with a five-hour energy drink. It's not the same, (laughs) but I have a lot of confidence in Anderson. But really the big wild card for the starting rotation is Tony Gonsolin. Now let's talk about the Catman because, yes, no matter what, he's not going to be built up to throw five or six innings. Ideally, you're looking at 475, something in that range and we got a little update so he missed over a month with that right forearm strain but he made his return monday and his start with the rockies the gunslinger went two innings allowed one run on three hits no walks and he recorded those three punch outs through 40 pitches 24 first strikes the good one two three first inning uses his entire mix you mentioned that That's on the show you were thing, looking yeah. for that what are your thoughts on his outing there I think he's, it's another one of those things. You play the cards you're dealt, you play the hand you're dealt. This is the best situation he can be in. You know, we were worried. We can look at it sort of with the the, the glass half full situation. He was th- throwing a lot of innings. He is throwing more innings than he ever has in his life. And he got a 40-game respite baked in there. You usually can't just magically do that. And we saw in 21 the issues of coming off the 60-game season, and we saw the issues for Julio. We saw the issues for Walker Bueller going from 60 to 162, and and now you know you don't even see Walker pitching in the major league. So it, it it is something of a blessing in disguise to have that break and have him come back feeling feeling frisky enough. You know he ate his uh, his frisky feline mix or whatever the hell it is. The fact that he was able to throw a really good looking split finger fastball all of my doubts are kind of squashed there the biggest thing is really going to be the reps for him there's going to be a little not a learning curve but it's going to be you know now you're facing major league hitters again you're facing the best of the best major league hitters again he had a soft re-entry point going up against the rockies on monday the next time you go, it's going to be the Mets or it's going to be the Padres. I feel good against both of those teams. Probably feel better against the Padres. He's faced them a lot. He knows them. But on the other side, there's familiarity. But I feel good about Tony. Where are you at on Tony? 
you got to like, uh, you got to like the stuff in the situation. I feel like, I think, as you mentioned, the splitter, he was <laughs> able to throw that pitch. All three of his strikeouts came via that split change, but there were some concerns. He did look rusty there in the second inning. The Vila was there. He did use that pitch mix. He does look like he is at the very least healthy enough to contribute in some capacity. And that's what I, I feel good about. But yeah, he did allow those three hits and he was missing out over the plate. There was some hard contact mm -hmm. there. Look, you see the potential for him to come out there and contribute. And a couple weeks ago, we thought maybe he won't return this year. So yeah. I definitely feel good about the fact that he is going to play a role. I think you'll see him used as a guy that is an opener. Maybe someone opens for him. You'll see him go two or three innings, maybe four if everything is going well. And this Sunday, he's set to pitch another sim game. And Doc has already said if he's healthy and ready to go, he's going to be on that postseason roster. But I will be honest with you, I was a little worried about some of those misses out over the plate because that's been his bugaboo in the postseason. He's allowed six dingers in <laughs> his postseason career. They are bad. His ERA just under 10. So the reality is with Tony Gonsolin is, yes, he wasn't used properly, but he's yeah. been terrible for the most part in the postseason. What are your thoughts on that? Benefit of the doubt right here. This is the first time he's actually gone into October with a role. Granted, it wasn't set up in the best possible scenario. He did miss 40 games and come back to pitch one very short outing. So there's a lot stacked against the kid for sure. But I think if I'm Tony, I throw it out. Past doesn't mean anything here. It's all about the future, and you got to just go out there and try to get some outs. Get as many outs, like Dave likes to keep saying. Get as many outs as you can. Th you know, throw as long as you can. As long as they they have the ball in your hand, do what you can to uh, to build that bridge to to the bullpen. What are, what are your thoughts on uh, Tony's <laughs> I guess postseason history? For me, he's a different pitcher already. He wasn't used properly, had that 16-day layoff. But also, the difference then is he wasn't attacking the zone with the same gusto. And you're seeing him yeah. paint the zone, attack the zone. He's not afraid to pitch to contact now. He's catnipping cat at the strike zone there. Huh? There you go, uh, catnipping. Uh, uh, there you go. Yeah, helping I mean, him out for the postseason. <laughs> Make sure you guys are subscribed all postseason long, pregame, postgame. This is how we do it, Dodgers Nation TV. Yeah, I mean, look, the great the thing with the great Caspi <laughs> is it's always about throwing strikes. And the issue I had was he fell behind the count to four straight batters. And when he does that, sometimes he tends to leave stuff out over yeah. the plate when they're sitting on stuff. And you just want to avoid that if you're Tony Gonson. But I'm just happy about the fact that he is going to be in that mix because the Dodgers, they need as many multi-inning guys to kind of fill in that four-starter role when you talk about Will Dustin may be able to go Tony Gonson. So for the most part, I'm feeling good about the great Catsby, but definitely want to see him continue to progress, pitch well in that sim game, and just continue mm -hmm. to work his way back. And I think the key for him, too, is a strong start in the postseason yeah. to get that confidence up because that's what we saw this season he came out of the gate strong and he rode that momentum to a first career all-star appearance point. but uh, next we're going to move on and those really are your four starters yeah, i mean i mean there's really no way around it. i mean if those if you need a four or if you need that fifth guy are you starting heaney or are you starting d may I'm starting Heaney. I'm starting Dustin May, and I'm letting Heaney come in right, and right go a couple innings, face the order a few times. I think Heaney's going to be pivotal. It really is going to be a big X-Factor yeah. player. I mean, it's scary to think that we've got to this part with the Heen dog, and we're going to talk <laughs> a little bit about him, yeah. but I definitely think that Dustin May is a guy who we saw in 2020. He had his good moments and bad moments, mm -hmm. and he was very young at the time, but... Yeah, we'll talk about Dustin May in a second, but I do think that I would like to see Dustin May as a starter and have an opener yeah. piggyback off of him versus Same. the other way around. But uh, 